Welcome to the Brain Hickey Podcast, resources for marketers and entrepreneurs to help you leave a long-lasting mark on your audience, what I call a brain hickey. I'm your host, Adam Benzman. Now today in episode five, we're going to be talking about selling in email and how to create sales funnels that convert via email. Now, first and foremost, we want to talk about when and how we're going to get our prospects into an email funnel. Now, if you listen to our previous podcast, we talk about building a content schedule and a content strategy. And if you didn't listen to that, listen to podcast episode three, and you can jump on the website, brainhickey.com, check out our podcast section, look at episode three. You can download your content schedule and strategy blueprint right there. So we have some form of content or something that our uh, audience is going to consume. And once they opt in, which is typically through some sort of lead magnet, as we call it, some white paper, infographic, or valuable gated piece of content that our target audience has to enter their email address to view. And we wanna make sure that this content is super powerful, valuable, and really informational and helpful. One, so it leaves a, a long-lasting mark, they remember you, and two, to build that trust and credibility with your audience. Now, once they've opted in, it's our chance to optimize and maximize our opportunity to now solicit and sell to them. What we do not want to do is come across as that um, overly nagging uh, marketer, so to speak, that just pounces on these people, super, super salesy. But what we also don't want to do is miss the opportunity to follow up. Now, um, once someone opts in, the big question is, when do I start emailing them? How often? And what do I say? And this podcast today is going to answer all three of those. How often should I email? When should I start emailing them? And what should I say when I'm emailing them? Now, I'm all about automation. What I've found is that salespeople have a hard time keeping track of their leads and following up. So my goal with every company I work with is essentially to automate the salesperson. And we do that through what's known as autoresponders. And for marketers listening to this, I'm sure you've heard the term autoresponder. An autoresponder, for those that don't know, is an automatic email sequence. So once someone is added to a list via some form of opt-in, via a, a white paper, a landing page, or an offer, or even potentially a contact form or subscribing to your newsletter on your site, um, and they're added to your list, whether it's in MailChimp or AWeber or Constant Contact or whatever it is, we're gonna start triggering a sequence of emails that's 100% automated, and it's called an autoresponder. And here's the nitty gritty, the good stuff. We want to email them instantly, all right? This is email number one, send it right away. Now, why do we send it right away? Remember, we're trying to leave a brain hickey on our audience. Now, what's that? A long-lasting mark left on the brain by a powerful brand message. Our brand message is value, all right? Now, I don't care what brand you are. You want to be positioned in your uh, industry or in to your target market as a thought leader, as a value-driven organization, whether you're selling products or services. And now, the people I work with are typically service-driven companies. They may, they may sell products, but they're really about creating a killer brand brand experience and are extremely customer service driven. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you are too. And that's one reason you want to email right away. Now, we are all bombarded with information online and we often get sidetracked. I've filled out things and downloaded stuff and five minutes later, I don't even remember what webpage I was on, who I visited or what I saw. 
So the first thing we wanna do is send that email instantly. All right, so we know that. When are we gonna send it instantly? Now, what are we gonna say in that email? We wanna remind them what they did. So since we live in a fast-paced world and we often forget what we, where we visited in our digital landscape, we need to remind them and reinforce the message. So if you were on my site and you downloaded uh, a digital asset, a free tool, you're likely gonna get an email right away that says, hey, thanks for downloading some free tools. So I'm acknowledging instantly what you did, I'm reminding you that you took action. Now, depending on the complexity of your funnel, you can remind specifics. So I wrote a funnel for a client of mine that was targeted towards uh, a certain niche in the construction industry, and it was a, a free guide, a free tool to help them solve a problem that they have. And right away, the email goes out and says, hey, thanks for downloading our blank guide. Now, we relink to the guide to give those resources, and then do a quick summation, a very brief reminder of the product and service, the problem you solve, and kind of why they downloaded it, and a very passive sale. Now, the reason we don't go in for the kill on email one is we're gonna be staying in touch with them here in a pretty specific sequence, which I'm about to touch on. So email one, go out instantly, remind them what they did, relink to it, deliver value, soft sell, okay? We wanna uh, tell them about our products and services, and now I often, if you've ever had me write copy for you, or if you've ever had the, the pleasure of reading my copy, you'll see that I use PSs a lot. And the reason we use PSs a lot is if someone made it to the bottom of my email, they were engaged the whole time, and they're a qualified prospect, right? They made it to the end, they're engaged, this is great. But I wanna make sure that if they made it to the end, they don't have to comb back through the email for that call to action. So on email number one, I may leave at the bottom, not even do any sales in the body of the copy. I'm gonna put in the email signature of whoever I'm writing for or writing for myself. At the end, I'm gonna put a PS. Hey, PS, if you're interested in getting your free consultation, schedule a time with the click of a button, boom. Right, so we have that link right at the end. Your qualified people have it right under their nose and it makes it easy. And when things are easy, you get high conversion. One little plug here that's semi off topic. When I said, hey, schedule with the click of a button, you'll notice on my website and in all my emails, even on my email signature, I use this free tool called Calendly. I featured it in my tool of the week on the blog. You're welcome to check that out. It's a free tool. It integrates with your Google Calendar, your iCal, and it allows a very low friction way for someone to pick the time that's best for them. Super, super high conversion. I found that if people use this tool, I end up on the phone with them and it's great. Uh, so if you are in the service business and you do some in-person stuff, you schedule contemplations or phone calls, use Calendly. All right, so we got email one down. Now we gotta talk about the rest. How frequently do you think you should hit your audience with emails when they've taken some action to opt into some list? <laughs> this may sound crazy and I didn't like to do this at first, but daily. I've seen people do it more than daily, and I think that's too much personally. I believe in daily emails. I want to stay top of mind for the first five to seven days. Now, you're going to say, Adam, that's like totally in your face. And believe me, it's not. When they opted in, they opted in because they believe you have something powerful to say that can help them. So I want to stay top of mind for five to seven days. Remember, we have a short attention span. Email one, they're gonna open, okay? Especially when you craft your subject line along the lines of confirmation, you know, in bold, or following up, something that reminds them that they have taken action with you before. Now, 
Why else do you want to email daily? Studies have shown that it's less important what your subject line says in an email, and what's most important is the trust that you've established and the personal name recognition from the sender. So that is one reason why I never ever want to see emails going out saying from admin or from intake or from sales or info. It should be a name. People feel a personal connection to the name and a personal dialogue in their emails. So with that repetition of them seeing you for five to seven days, and you can uh, continue to deliver some value there, you're going to start to build credibility and trust, land in their inbox, not their spam, and your open rate is going to grow as your list and trust grows with your audience. So stay in touch for five to seven days daily. Now, when I do B2B sales, I find that mornings are much better than evenings. And I have some marketer friends, they really like sending stuff and doing their Facebook advertising to run late night only. Now remember, these are different mediums. I consume most of my social media in the evening time because it's outside of work, right? I check my email when I'm at work and I check it, unfortunately I'm trying to break this habit, but I check it first thing in the morning. So when I see stuff land in my inbox before my busy day, that's when I see those open rates when I do B2B and I've split tested and experimented here. So play with your audience. If you're doing B2C sales, uh, business to consumer sales, you're going to want to toy, do some split testing um, on time of day. Now, oftentimes lunchtime and late evening works well, even after some people that may be putting kids to sleep somewhere between the seven and nine o'clock at night mark works well. So with these five to seven emails, we are going to want to continue to drive um value and kind of kind of look at it as a, as a bell curve. As time goes on, we get salesier, okay? So other copywriters are going to position themselves differently. You'll see people saying, hey, we're, we're going to come in for the kill. We're going to sell, sell, sell the whole way. I want to provide value and kind of mask my sale in a cloak of value to my audience. I want them to look to like me, love me, trust me, look forward to my emails, and know that whenever I'm sending them something, it's not gonna take up their entire day to read it, and they're not gonna feel bombarded with sales crap. So I keep my emails actually pretty brief. I wanna boil it down. Now, if you haven't picked this up yet, I'm gonna try to find, oh, it's on my bookshelf just out of sight. There's a uh, copywriter handbook that I use that's literally all about proper grammar and all that, which uh, sometimes I throw out the window to keep that good conversational tone that converts in my emails. And what he says is, if you are saying something in four words and you can say it in three, say it in three. If you can say it in two, say it in two. And if you can say it in one, say it in one. Now, the message here is simplify, simplify, simplify. So boil your message down to its core. Keep it short. Remember, we're all in business. We're all busy. We don't have time for long emails. Now, some people feel these long sales emails work and they'll get someone to convert, but that's what sales landing pages are for, wherever you're gonna direct the traffic. My goal is to get them one step further in that sales funnel. So keep those emails short, focus on value, add more to your free giveaway. Now I always tell people, when you think you're giving too much, give a little bit more. When you think you're giving too much, keep giving a little bit more. And that's probably that point of that balance between giving enough away for free because people that keep stuff gated too much, um, Typically means they don't have enough to give in, in general um, or, or they're, they're, they have a kind of a, a greedy sales model. So give, give, give. When you give more, people assume that you have even more to give after that. So keep it brief, focus on value and use that PS for your call to action. Don't worry about selling too much. We want to 
explain what we do, and as we, time goes on, sell more and more and more over that five to seven day period. After that, I trickle down to about a two day timeline. So every other day, then three days, and then about five days, and then weekly. And typically, staying top of mind, depending on your sales cycle, um, the, the length of the sale, the type of industry you're in, I find that that, let's say, hmm, 25 to 40 day timeline works really well. Um, I just wrote an autoresponder for an email, excuse me, for a, a web design company. And we did that over 30 days because if someone's inquiring about a website, their sales cycle is usually pretty quick, right? People have made the decision, they're doing homework. This isn't a decision that they're gonna drag their feet on, at least for this client, so we kept it short. Again, now that they're in that email list, we can, after that time frame, if they didn't convert, they're still part of our digital database, our assets of contacts, and we can stay in touch with them for product announcements, new services, uh, and then to continue to sell. But you do want to focus, again, on always driving value because the best way to get unsubscribes is to focus on being a nagging salesperson. So it is a craft of not selling overly aggressive. Uh, if you didn't listen to my podcast in episode four, we talked about abandoning everything you know about in-person sales when writing copy. So if I'm on, uh, on a, <clears throat> excuse me, if I'm on a sales call uh, in person or when I was in in-home sales, I cut to the chase. I'm there to close the deal, right? It's very different than uh, this online world. We're kind of coming back to this chivalrous world of dating. So think of, think of, digital sales as chivalrous dating, right? We're building trust, we're building likability. We're gonna pull a chair out for her first and treat her to dinner before we're gonna try to seal the deal and ask her to marry us. Um, so, so don't go overkill. And believe me, this isn't a, a cop-out to shorten conversion. In fact, people like you, they trust you, and they say, hey, these emails are good. I'm gonna click now. I'm actually gonna take it to the next level. I wanna see what else he has to say. Leaving that intrigue in the emails will make that person want to click to learn more. We want them to have questions. If I read your email and I don't have questions, your email was not written well. I need to be um, precisely vague, as silly as that sounds. It is true. Leave questions, give enough that has intrigue, and you will uh, see a higher click rate on those emails to send people either to your online store, to a sign-up form, and all of that. All right, that's all that I've got for this episode on episode five, but I've got something I wanna give my audience here. I just set this really cool feature up. For those of you that are uh, out and about listening to this on your phone, get your phone out and text this number, 44222. So that's 44222, 44222. Text the word hickey, okay? like brain hickey. So text hickey to that number. Uh, it'll ask you for your email. And I'm gonna send you five copywriting secrets to boost conversion uh, right to your inbox. It'll walk you through kind of five basic tips. It's actually really powerful stuff. I've gotten some great feedback on it. Uh, if you're at a desktop, jump on brainhickey.com. You'll see a little slider that'll pop up and you'll see it on the blog section as well. So that's all I've got for this episode. Thank you again for listening. Access all your supplementary podcast goodies at brainhickey.com. And don't forget to click subscribe for new episode alerts every Tuesday. And this is Adam Benzman signing off the Brain Hickey Podcast.